Welcome to the Postpartum Plan Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Fugere. I'm a certified postpartum doula and pediatric sleep consultant, the owner of Serene Moments, LLC, and a prior nanny and daycare manager. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about everything and anything that comes along with the postpartum period. I want to be your postpartum bestie by offering support, reassurance, and tips and tricks. Many people curate the perfect birth plan, but why not a postpartum plan? Together, we're going to build your postpartum plan because everyone deserves to have the postpartum experience that they want. Daphna is a full-time occupational therapist and certified pediatric sleep coach. With over 10 years of experience as an occupational therapist, Daphna has worked with clients and their families in a variety of adult and pediatric settings in the Boston area, but over the last four years has specialized in supporting neurodiverse young adults to gain independent life skills to better prepare them for their transition into adulthood. More recently, following her own experience as a first-time mom, Daphna decided to become a sleep coach to combine her passion for sleep with her expertise in occupational therapy. Utilizing a creative, problem-solving, holistic approach, Daphna is committed to working with families to build stronger routines and achieve their sleep goals. Daphna is also passionate about the perinatal mental health and supporting moms in their transition to motherhood, navigating any challenges that come along. Hi, Daphna. Welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here so we can dive into like yet another episode of sleep, but from the kind of OT point of view. Absolutely. I'm super glad to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah. So uh, this will be like the third episode that I've done based around sleep. And uh, and honestly, I feel like it just makes so much sense because sleep is like one of the biggest, if not the biggest topic that I think new parents are so worried about. So rather than just kind of doing one big episode and talking for hours and hours, it's been really nice to kind of break it up. Um, and so specifically being able to kind of chat from this perspective of an OT and like all of that today, I think it's going to be so great. So I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah. So before we kind of dive into all of that, do you want to give the listeners a little bit of background on you and what you do as an occupational therapist and sleep coach and maybe even a little bit about what an uh, an OT specializes in for newborns and parents? Because I feel like some people don't even know what that really like consists of. Absolutely. So uh, thanks so much for the introduction. So I've been an OT for about 10 years now working with adults, working with kids, um, and most recently in a therapeutic residential school. Um, but in as I became a parent, I also had my own struggles in parenthood and sort of wanted to blend my passions for sleep with also my o- OT experience. Um, so OT is a very kind of unique field that can really help people across the board. Um, really at its core, OT is all about like supporting people participating in their daily occupations or like activities that a person wants or needs to do in their everyday life. Um, OTs use super client-centered evidence-based approaches We kind of to focus on promoting health and well-being and really just helping you live your life to the fullest. So that absolutely plays a huge role um, for newborns and in the and for people going through the postpartum period. Um, OTs may not be the first professional that you think about to reach out to during the during the postpartum period, but they can be super super helpful for parents during this time. Um, so OTs are trained to look holistically at a person and work can work with you to like collaborate um, to address like any kind of physical, emotional, mental 
or environmental challenges that you might be facing as a new parent. For example, there's there's so many things that we can do, but for example, like we might be able to support with pelvic health and pelvic rehabilitation following birth, um, supporting new parents who might be experiencing perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, uh, really to like help build healthier routines, prioritize self-care, um, integrate mindfulness, all those sorts of things that can really help you um, thrive a bit more. Um, can also OTs can support with making environmental or ergonomic changes to your home and positioning, like to help prevent injury or reduce pain during parenting tasks. Um, making sure like your environment is supporting your well-being. You know, I'm sure many many parents out there might have had like a lot of pain during breastfeeding um, that can be you know attributed to positioning and and also just sort of back pain that comes along with with parenthood. Um, another thing is that OTs can support with navigating the transition to motherhood, you know, as a whole, you know, exploring that new identity, new roles, building new healthy intentional routines. Um, you know, examples of that could be like creating successful pumping routines or figuring out how you might manage going back to work, all those kinds of big things. Um, and then of course, sort of like where my passions intersect is really like with sleep. So both for the for the baby and for the parents, sleep is one of the most like important occupations that we all need to participate in on a daily basis to ensure like we have a good quality of life and that we are really able to do that the things that bring us joy. Um, so changes in our sleep with having a new baby or lack of sleep is something that I would say probably all new and experienced parents um, have to deal with at some point. Um, so OTs can be super helpful in introducing like. So, uh, healthy sleep routines, working with you to de develop plans to help help your baby sleep better. Um, so, you know, so many things that we can support and to hopefully help help all parents within the postpartum period, like be successful. Yeah, I, it is. There's so much to it. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you're saying like, you know, people don't automatically think of an OT to call postpartum. And I think that OTs are one of those things that people know they exist, but like what you actually do is like a myth to so many people that don't use it because it's like, well, we know they're so important, but like how could they really help you? And they could, right? Yeah. Um, I think that there's so many like aspects that you just hit upon that really I'm sure our listeners are like, oh my gosh, I could have used that postpartum. Like I when I tell people what postpartum doulas are, they don't know what they are. And the first <laughs> reaction is often like, oh my gosh, like, I wish I knew about you. And I feel like although people know about OTs, like, they're probably listening. They're like, oh my gosh, I probably should have used one. Like, <laughs> and, and having an OT and a postpartum doula together is like the dream team for a postpartum person. Yeah, 100%. Now, random question that I thought of when, when we're kind of talking about this. I know some postpartum doulas and some insurances will cover like postpartum support. Do a lot of insurance companies cover kind of OT stuff or does it really kind of depend on situation to situation and provider to provider? Yeah, I think I think depending on the insurance you have, you might need a referral from your primary care, um, but not always. So it can be just good to reach out, figure out what what might be covered um, to really just get the support that, that you need in that moment. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's so, so smart and like insurance companies are starting to get to it. Like there's a couple companies that are now um, like giving postpartum support. A lot of like, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of insurance companies are giving postpartum support. And there's also like employers now I know that are reimbursing for different types of postpartum support as well. So um, I, yeah, utilize all of the resources that you have is like so great. So that's awesome. Now, I guess kind of like diving into our topic here, when we were kind of trying to decide, okay, what do we talk about? Because between my postpartum and both of our sleep and your OT, like we were like, okay, what topic do we tackle? Because we could tackle so many. And you really brought up just this like perfect seamless connection between self-care and routine and OT and sleep and how all of that really just collaborates together so well to make like such a seamless day for a situation where you don't normally know what's going to happen next, right? So would you like to like kind of dive in a little bit into that and kind of talk to me and the listeners a bit about like how that collaboration of all those topics kind of works so well together? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the postpartum period is not just the fourth trimester or the first three months. It's it's way longer than that. And it's a time for many people of like incredible change, transition, upheaval in your life, in your family. Um, you know, the birthing parent is like going through so much physical and emotional recovery from birth. They're also like navigating a new role, a new identity. Um, daily routines for that person, for the whole family are completely turned upside down. And there's, you know, a new baby that everyone's trying to care for. Um, with that, like sleep doesn't always come easily initially to many people. Um, and it can add just like another deep layer of complication to the mix. And so in this postpartum period, you're like balancing the need to care for yourself, care for your baby while also managing household stuff, other children, and just life in general. So it can be a very overwhelming time. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure that that's something that you work with often in with your clients as well. Just like coming into the situation, like how can I help? Right, exactly. It's so true. And I always say to people that, you know, when I come to a postpartum shift, it is so different, not only like one client to the next client, but like a one day to the next day with a client, right? Like when I'm with you on a Tuesday, it's going to be so different than when I'm with you on a Thursday, not only because you're two more days postpartum, but you know, as humans, every day is so different. And with a newborn, like you could do the same thing every single day and it might not turn out the same way every single day. So exactly. I think that's so true. Yeah. And, and also like to remind people that like newborns are changing and developing so insanely fast. There's going to be constantly ups and downs along the way. So like, like you say, like every day could be a little bit different. Sleep is super dynamic there. It's constantly changing as the baby is maturing and meeting developmental milestones or learning new skills. So like you probably hear this a lot that like once you finally nail down a good routine, like it's time to th- change it again. Like, right. <laughs> not going to be stable. <laughs> Always ever changing. <laughs> yeah. So it's just so important to like in this period to stay flexible, expect that your baby will have changes and not to like fit them into a box of like, my baby's an amazing sleeper. Well, that might be true now, but like they might also you know, deal with a a challenge down the road or, you know, my baby is not a, not a great sleeper, but like that might be true now, but it also, they can become a great sleeper. Like it's not so black and white. Exactly. So true. And I think that parenthood in general, and I'm sure that you can touch upon this in like so many other ways too, but it's such a gray area. 
Like I always say that I come to my clients and I'm going to give you all this information. I'm going to give you all these tips. I'm going to give you, you know, the book answer of what's the safest and what's the best. But at the end of the day, like you are going to be so mentally and physically exhausted if you try to set that expectation at that level for yourself. So finding the places where you are more comfortable being in that gray area and finding your place in that gray area is like so huge because otherwise, like I said, you're going to be completely burnt out by like day two. (laughs) Absolutely. And you might think like in the beginning, like, oh, newborn sleep, it should be easy, right? Like they sleep a lot, but like actually a lot of newborns and babies struggle with sleep. You know, there are so many things going on, whether it's like, you know, initially having to figure out feeding challenges or digestive issues that might be causing um, discomfort or impacting sleep, or maybe like there's an environmental thing that's going on that might support better sleep or, or maybe just like looking at what's the daily schedule. Maybe their wake windows are too long or just different, different variables that come into play that really help kind of like impact sleep and can help you figure out how to get the most sleep possible. Yeah, no, for sure. That makes so much sense. Um, I think that, you know, there's so much to newbornhood and it's just so much to try to navigate and balance that, you know, like we said, you know, having all of these different resources and people can be so, so, so amazing. So, I mean, I'm thinking as you're talking, do you want to walk us through what it would be like when a postpartum client reaches out to you and kind of, do you do in-person stuff? Do you do stuff virtually? And like, whichever one that you do, kind of like walk us through what maybe an initial consult or like an appointment would be like with them. So people can kind of get to know what it would be like if they were to hire an OT. Sure. So right now I'm only working with clients like in the sleep coaching kind of zone. Um, I really hope in the future as I'm sort of get more experience and wanting to get maybe some more certifications in perinatal mental health, um, work more specifically in the OT side of things. Um, But right now focusing mostly with like newborn sleep, um, kind of supporting parents in that fourth trimester related to to sleep, Um, kind of covering, you know, in an initial session or meeting, um, we might be covering a lot of topics like newborn sleep development, kind of what to expect, sleep shaping strategies, common newborn challenges, um, and then really focusing on the parent as well, like how to make time for yourself and for your partner as new parents, um, setting yourselves up for success, prioritizing your own kind of mental health during this time. Um, So I typically would um, connect with families over the phone or on video, um, work with them either before the baby comes or after. But typically I I like to do both kind of like being able to have, you know, a quiet conversation before the baby's born about like what you might expect um, and sort of a few things to think about in the beginning and then sort of touching base a week or two after the baby's born and then really delving into some of the more specific details Um, just because every baby is so different and you really don't know what you're going to get and what kind of challenges are going to come your way. Um, So really, really personalizing that phone call afterwards to, to get into things that are more specific to them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, 
you know, you were talking kind of briefly touched upon like sleep shaping, which I think is so great because uh, the episode that's going up before this, um, which will be up on May 27th. So by this point, people will already be hearing it. Go back and listen to episode 11 with Natalie Faye because we talked about like newborn sleep and the difference between sleep shaping and sleep training. Um, and I also think that it would be so great if, I mean, you just kind of touched upon the idea of talking about, um, you know, the self-care aspect of it for not only like birthing people, but for their partners and like their relationship too. And like, you know, prioritizing that self-care. Are there any like tips or tricks that you would give people to help them prioritize those types of things during this period where you're basically living for your child and, and you know, providing so much to them that it could be complicated to try to, you know, make yourself a priority? Absolutely. You know, like you said, taking care of a new baby is all encompassing. It's very overwhelming at first, but I truly believe that like in order to really take care of your baby, you have to take care of yourself first as well. Um, You can be the best parent if you're, you know, focusing on you a little bit and taking care of the things that you need to do. So that would be a big piece of advice that I would give to people experiencing and the postpartum time is just to prioritize your self-care as much as possible, taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, so you can be present and feeling good. It's not an easy thing, but it's so, so important. So what does that look like? Um, one thing is to like truly prep for your own self-care after birth and your own recovery. You know, do your research, find out all the dirty details around recovery. So you're like super prepared for any scenario. Like Most people don't really know what's going to happen or how it's going to turn out. Um, So really kind of like thinking about all the options and what what kind of things you might need to like prep and get situated so that when you do come home, like you're in a good place, um, you know, talking to your doctors or your nurse midwives about like how you can best prepare, what to expect, Um, talking to friends. That definitely doesn't happen enough that like women share their own experiences you know, that's really, really important to really find out how you can best prepare. And then also on the other side, um, trying to come up with a support plan before the baby's born, if you can, talking to like the important people in your life and trying to come up with a support plan that will work for everyone. Um, That way you can like hopefully have a bit more time to take care of yourself. And main thing is just like ask for the help that helps you and really like figuring out what do you think that you would need and then asking for that. And I think then, that's so huge. I think, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it is, yeah, it's so big. And I, that's the whole purpose behind this entire podcast is the postpartum plan. Like, you know, this workbook that I have up on the Etsy shop, people can find in the, in the show notes below, but like, it's this workbook of preparing for afterbirth. Like, Yes, some of it you really can't prepare for. You don't know what you're going to want, but prepare for what you think you might want and you can always adjust. Like, But having a list of resources, whether it be postpartum doulas and OTs or it be friends and family that come so that, you know, when baby's fussy, you can hand them off and you know they're fed. Someone can snuggle them, hold them, handle them. So you can go take that like, you know, hour of of self-care time because, you know, with newborn babies, it's like that three hour, like constant loop of eat, feed, sleep. <laughs> um, and so kind of trying to nestle in that self-care bit in that three hour loop can be so hard to do when you're by yourself. So having somebody to hand them off to, I can only assume would be so much easier to, you know, find that priority of your within that like cycle. Absolutely. And that's sort of, yeah, delves into what I was going to add on after that was just that like 
once the baby comes, like finding those little ways to integrate bits of self-care and routine into your new daily life. So you can just like feel like yourself because most people are not going to feel like themselves after having a new baby. So just like getting those glimmers of like what it was like before, you know, that could be taking a hot shower in the morning, going for a walk every day, listening to a podcast or an audio book while you feed your baby. Um, Just little things that can help you feel better and make your day um, a good one. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, Yeah. Is there anything, I mean, there's so much to this, but is there anything else specifically that you think that could help listeners postpartum or if they're listening prenatally that they could do or prepare for or anything specific that you think people should hear um, when we're talking kind of about this topic? I think it's important to remember that like, although you want to have your postpartum plan and like think about the things that you can um, think about in advance, but that you can't plan for everything and just like feeling like accepting of that a little bit and like, you know, working on planning the things that you can sort of like what you can control and what you can't um, because you can't necessarily plan for sort of the challenges that might come your way. Like maybe your plan is that you're going to be exclusively breastfeeding. Um, and that's, you know, you're set for that. You have all the tool, the gear and the, you've read all the books, everything, but then, you know, the baby comes and it's not so easy. And maybe they have other sort of challenges that might lead you to like ex- exclusively pumping, or maybe you need to go the route of formula. Um, so just sort of like being flexible and adaptable to your plan as well. And like, continuing to seek out help um when it com- when you need it. Yeah, I think that's so huge, so huge. Um I've been asking most people when they're on uh kind of towards the end here, but you know, if there was one piece of advice and one product recommendation that you could give a new parent, what would you tell them as advice and what would you suggest to them as a product? Um so one piece of advice I think is super super important is that like and this has come up before, like they say it takes a village for a reason. So just like constantly being able and being open to seeking out help, um, ask for it if you need it, um, communicate to those around you what you might need. Um, and like knowing the difference between visitors and helpers, um, and really wanting to like surround yourself with helpers as much as possible, um, can be really, really challenging to like have people coming over and visiting and not really helping. So I think just as much as you can um, sort of advocate for what you need and maybe set boundaries if that's what you need to do as well to be able to like really be able to take care of you, take care of your baby and be successful during that period as much as possible. Yeah. Visitors instead of helpers instead of visitors is something that I've never heard, but oh my gosh, it's perfect. Like it's one of those phrases that I feel like I'm going to like steal and officially use all the time now because that's exactly it. It is. It's, it's people always want to come over, but you know, having them actually help and not just, you know, be sitting around and holding a baby while they're sleeping, um, can be so, so, helpful. <laughs> There's no other real word. It's it's so beneficial um to be able to have those types of people in your life and and finding them is like amazing. Absolutely. And also releasing yourself from like the need to like necessarily spend time with those people when they're there cuz like if someone's coming to see you or to spend time with a baby like that is amazing. Use that as like a time where you can go and take a shower or you can go out and go for a walk. Maybe you haven't left the house in a couple of days. So like just using using your supports 
for the ways that like would be really helpful for you to like just feel good. Yeah, no, 100%. That's amazing advice. Now, the product, which I think that so many people have such a hard time picking one, but were were you able to pick one? (laughs) I mean, obviously there's a million. And so my product recommendation is sort of a recommendation from Carrie Locker, who's like a postpartum guru, and she creates a postpartum station. So kind of thinking about your house setup, and this sort of relates to like how you can make your environment work for you. Um, Wherever you think that you're going to be hanging out a lot, whether it's your living room or maybe your bedroom or your your baby's room, um, setting up a little station postpartum that you can have all the things that you need. So that would be kind of like, you know, your own personal snacks, water bottle, phone charger, maybe a book or Kindle, maybe your self-care items, whether that's like hair ties or face wipes or creams. Um, and then maybe like stuff for the baby, diapers, wipes, burp cloths, all those types of things. Just like having your like station of everything that you would need, um, really just to like help make things easier for you and make your environment work for you. Um, that would be a a huge piece of advice. That's like maybe a product, but more of like a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, It's a system. That's awesome. (laughs) And I see a lot of people using those. I mean, they're all over social media, but like those three tiered wheelie carts, um, which I think are great because I think they're the perfect size. They can kind of nestle away wherever they need to be. And it's three shelves. So it's like, you can have like a shelf for you, a shelf for baby, that kind of a thing. Um, but I think it's also good for if you're going to be kind of on one level and in between a few rooms, it's great that it's got wheels because you can kind of move it along with you. Um, so I, I love seeing those. That's, I feel like such a good way to kind of set yourself up for success. So that's a great recommendation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, uh, just kind of wrapping us up here today, is there anything else that you wanted to share with listeners or, I mean, if not, obviously we've gotten a lot of information, but um, is there anything that you wanted to share with listeners or anything that you wanted to stick with them as they kind of end up our, as we end our episode here? Goodness, I can't speak today. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I would say that, you know, as we kind of talk about asking for help, setting up your postpartum period to be successful, I'd say one of the best things that you can do um, is really just like to connect with other parents going through the same thing or people that have already experienced it. So like setting up your circle of of parent friends that might help you get through kind of those ups and downs of parenting and postpartum. You know, everyone's experiencing the same thing as you. Um, you don't have to go through it alone and and your experience is like most likely not unique. So you can get kind of advice and support from other people. So whether that's like friends or family that also are going through a similar time or just reaching out to finding like virtual or in-person support groups, um, anything that kind of like helps you create your little circle of people that can help you get through all all the ups and downs of postpartum. That's amazing and such good advice. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hopefully we'll have you back and I'm sure because we have so many sleep topics that we could talk about. Um, But thank you again for giving us um, all this information and and just about all of the collaboration between all of these amazing topics. So um, yeah, thank you. (laughs) So much. It was wonderful to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Postpartum Plan Podcast. It is a pleasure to be your postpartum bestie, and I hope to have you back for another episode soon. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. If you're interested in more information related to today's podcast or are looking for additional support in a postpartum doula or sleep consultant, 
You can find my information in the show notes or online at serenemomentsdoula.com.